Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hey, folks. You're listening to The Dork Forest, or about to. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like determiners, FamilyPetAncestry.com, if you like jokes, because uh, that just leads you to JackieCation.com. Those are the websites. The credits, Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song. You just heard he sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He'll sing the song at the end, his words to the Mexican hat dance. Patrick Brady fixes this audio. Vilmos fixes my website, JackieCation.com. There are several ways to support the show if you want to support the show. Most basic way, the PayPal button. Donate. Knock yourselves out. There's a PayPal button on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. You can also Venmo me at Jackie at JackieCation.com, where you can also email me and say things. Another way to support the show, pretty painless, the Amazon button. On both JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, there's a link, a banner to the Amazon page where you just order like normal. Uh, doesn't cost you extra. It just supports the show. There is also merch, whole merch situation. You can get Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. You can get my stand-up comedy t-shirts. All the, com- all the t-shirts are union-made here in the United States of America. So they run a little big because they're made by Americans. There's also my CDs and my DVD. All of that is available uh, digitally as well. But if you want hard copies, you go to JackieCation.com, the merch page. Not available on the merch page are a couple of enamel pins that I haven't added to the merch page yet, and they are Meat Shield pins and Spooky Reading Girl pins. Email me, JackieJackieCation.com, if you want those pins. Um, there's also a calendar of my stand-up comedy, Golden Opportunity to See Me Live. And um, there are premium episodes of The Dork Forest, which are episodes that I've taped live, and they cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks for them. So if you've run through all of the free ones, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com and get a live premium episode if you'd like. The YouTube page is on fire. That's right. There's teaser clips on the Jackie Cation Dork Forest YouTube page, but there's also the entire episode, the whole episode of the Dork Forest are now uploaded to YouTube. So if you can't listen to iTunes or whatever at work, you can just have this on in the background with a beautiful picture of the guest and the logo. Enough already. I'm probably missing something, but let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Mandy Statmiller. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Pretty good. Now, we don't know each other. No, you did my podcast one time. You were very a gracious. A thousand years ago I in reached, New York City, I, I think. reached out to you on Twitter and you replied, you are incredibly efficient and reliable in your communication. Oh, I am? Including or- booking this. No, it's, a, it's a compliment. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, you would be a great CEO if you ever want to do that. Sure. It's, uh, that is also, a, um, you never know. You need a, you need a B plan you at all be, times. You could be the, C- no, well, you don't, not when you're as talented as you. But Why, you could be, wait a minute. You could be the CEO of comedy. Just all of comedy. Oh, I am. I yeah. am the CEO of comedy. A lot of people don't know this. I'm the boss of comedy. I'm <laughs> yeah. certainly uh, bossy. But here we go. Mandy Stepmiller, you guys, wrote a book called Unwifeable. That's right. Which is hilarious and filthy and heartfelt. Uh, from Thanks. Here's what I've done. I've read some parts of it. Oh, cool. I'm awesome. going to tell you that. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, no, uh, no. That's so, what I, I mean. I that's It's as much as you, you expected? Uh, or? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Any part of it? Do it. All right. Yeah. So, which what 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 did you did you read chapter eight? Because that's the real dirty sex chapter. No, no, okay. I didn't. I oh, read yeah. essentially the clip that I remember offhand that I read was yeah. the one where uh, the guy is saying that he wants you to be totally honest with him. Oh right. And mm-hmm. I was like, that I've read that romance novel. <laughs> uh, someone has turned that into uh, a power struggle between a dude and a lady. In a romance novel. And I, Jackie Cash, have read that romance novel. <laughs> great. Uh, possibly. Uh, yeah. So, That's great. That's amazing. It turns out that uh, that guy might read romance novels. I'm basically a... Um, I'm basically the uh, six-foot-two blonde equivalent of Daniel Steele. That's me. Oh, very nice. No, I don't know. She's. Uh, I've never read any Daniel Steele. I've only read... I, w- I read one Daniel Steele novel, and it was very relaxing. It was... <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Oh sure, and the, and, and a blur, I'm sure, because uh, that one will just uh, cruise right along. Yeah, it's just there's something about putting your brain to just relaxing sleep. It's why people is... watch reality television. You oh, can yeah. just check out. You're yeah. like, oh, I, I'm not these people. Yeah, and then you just keep plowing along. Like I, uh, the Dork Forest has had many people who enjoy pro wrestling. Many people who oh, enjoy. Yeah. Uh, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race or yes. uh, Housewives mm-hmm. or The Great Bake Off. I've never even heard of that one. The uh, The Great British Bake Off yeah, is a no, cooking I'm... thing. Okay. And, uh, it's very soothing. It's like watching fish or golf. I came up with a reality show idea today called The Real Milkman, Milkmen. Totally fucked that up. The Real Milkmen yes. of Outer Queens. Uh, is there still milkmen? Are there people still delivering milk? In, oh, you know what? I, I need to abandon that, that <laughs> concept. I did not You're even not think enough. about that. You're I not, didn't even think about that because it's, it's a such it's, it's a real job. It's such a trope. Yes, that in my mind, anything. I think of it as real. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. And then um, and I've lived in LA before for like three months. Okay. And now uh-huh. you live in New York City, though. Yeah, I live in and, in uh, Chelsea. Okay, so you live in Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I love that. I much prefer it to Brooklyn. Oh, do you? Did you live in Brooklyn for? Yeah, a while? I've lived in I've lived in a couple different parts of Brooklyn, uh, Bushwick and Park Slope, and then I also lived for a couple of months in Queens. Okay. So, which is where all the comedians live. Well, yeah, the the uh, just essentially they keep moving out because of the poverty. It's just like, it's, but then as you become more successful, Jim Gaffigan, he lives right there in Manhattan, right there. He does. And so even Ryan Hamilton told me he just bought an apartment. Um, uh, uh, Jim uh, was very kind and blurbed my book, and I'm sending him um, a copy of it. And uh, so, yes, I can confirm. Very nice Manhattan address. Yes, I met him at a coffee shop right by his apartment, and he was like, "Yeah, I have five kids." And I said, "In an apartment? Crazy, right?" In he was like, "It's a big apartment." I was like, "Good, good to know it, because otherwise you're stacked like cordwood, and the bunk beds are out of control." So I, I, I live with my husband in a studio. In oh, a studio, yeah. And yeah. everyone just is like, "How have you not murdered each other yet?" <laughs> so. Well, that's well, that's love. Thanks. That's what that is. That's a oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a, this house is very tidy as well. Yeah, and we live on top of each other. But uh, um, it's L.A., so it's it's uh, we can leave, get in our cars or our castles, and um, so. But Dork Forest, let's do it. Yeah, you like the TV show ER? Well, so yeah. When you when you asked me to pick a topic, I have been kind of in this ER world. For the last couple of months since it was released on Hulu. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've been watching and... it nonstop. Okay, literally nonstop. And well, there's something like a million. Wait, oh, ninety four yeah. to two thousand and nine. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna thirteen. Be, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be real with you. The last eight episodes. I've only watched um, previously on ER um, <laughs> on the Uber, on the Uber ride here, which I had okay. to get an Uber because I declared uh, Chapter Eleven in 2012, and my credit sh- credit store. Uh, and I also haven't slept, so I'm not able to say the word credit score. Right, right. Um, but, Slightly uh, punchy. My, but yes. my yeah, my credit score is like I don't know, like negative a hundred or something. Sure, like Fair they enough. call the cops when I try and rent a car. You know, right. Uh, but anyway, so I took an Uber <laughs> what here. She needed for I yes. yeah. I, so I took an Uber here, and I was like, oh, thank God, I can catch up on the last because I really thought I was going to make it because I yeah. was you know. Just like just pound, Wait, the last, pounding them like alcohol. The last eight episodes of the whole series. Yeah, the whole series. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I and I don't require anyone have to listen to the Dork Forest to be on. I don't even listen to the Dork Forest. Don't worry about it, Rangers. I love you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't know anything about the Dork Forest. You could have lied to me. I have an episode uh, coming up about Charmed. Yeah, I've only seen the first three seasons. Oh, okay, how many is, uh, episodes have you seen of uh, ER? ER? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Over 13 years? Yeah. Here's what I, I – the only ER story I have was in 1998. I was on the television program Murphy Brown, a oh, small bit part. Wow. On Murphy Brown. I was that's an airport what, cop. That's what caused all the problems in society is Murphy Brown. Uh, I don't know that. But whatever I, mean, I, I know I, I'm is – I'm trying to uh, be dry, but I don't have very good delivery. It's, uh, but like that's when I think – wasn't that when Dan Quayle – 
Um, I just I just feel like Murphy Brown was the big culture wars kind of uh, turning point. No, I think it was Archie Bunker. Oh yeah, I guess. And before guess, that, it was yeah. uh, I think. The Beverly Hillbillies. Well, I mean, if you're 42 uh, years old and you right. think the world revolves around your uh, oh, viewpoint, fair enough. then yes. it's Murphy Brown. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, but that's amazing. So you were on... Uh, I saw George Clooney without a shirt playing basketball because he was on ER. Oh, right. That's yes. what... Because it was... He was on... He was on the... Uh, on the. It was 1998. Yeah. So he was... Uh, that's the only thing I know about ER, was that George Clooney was on it. Okay. So, but I, and I think it was a spinoff of St. Elsewhere or something, right? Or no? ER? No, I don't no. think so. Not at all? No. Okay. I mean, Fair I enough. haven't heard that from anything. Okay. I've so what? Read about it. Yeah. ER's a, here's well, what I know. Yeah. It's about a hospital. Right. Emergency room. Got to go mm-hmm. with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it was, it was, it was started, it, like it came on in the air in, I want to say 95 or 94, and mm-hmm. then it was on the air for just forever right it went off the air in uh, 2009 and eventually they just um you know stopped showing the cast at the beginning <laughs> right because it was just like john stamos and you oh. know an extra on roseanne you know? <laughs> it, it, it was just it was so um did it just wait because initially it was only about the doctors yeah was it always it stayed still? yeah it stayed about the doctors okay because yeah. and in the beginning like i the smallest amount of research uh, possible. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, Anthony Edwards, who I think he's, he's a comic, great. isn't he? A comic. Wasn't um, he a comic? Anthony Edwards? I'm wrong. Well, it's uh, fine. Yeah, I'm almost always wrong. Oh, yeah. So, uh, George Clooney, uh, Sherry Stringfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Sherry Stringfield. Noah Wiley? Yes. Wile? Hun- Wiley? Hun- hunky Noah Wiley, yeah. Uh, Square Jaw. Heartthrob. Eric LaSalle. Mm hmm. And Juliana Marguelis? Juliana Margulies. Margulies. From The Good Uh, Wife. From The Good Wife. Yes. I I literally am watching two television shows at this time. One of them is Star Trek Discovery. Mm -hmm. The other one is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So uh, I may not be here. I I don't think – I feel like I should be just like I was evicted from Avis. I should be evicted from the dark forest. (laughs) I'm like I'm like one of those girls. But if you binge watch thirteen thirteen seasons, yeah, of ER, fifteen seasons since it came out on Hulu a couple months ago. That's insane. That, yeah, I know. That's a dorkdom of epic. Oh, thank epic. you. Yes. Yeah. So what is I it? Did the, I did the same you... thing with Lost when I was writing my book. Okay. Like, like my editor was like, are you the world's hugest Lost fan? Because <laughs> you've had three Lost references in your book. Oh, Maybe my God. Maybe scale it back. But it's like you get in <laughs> these little microcosmic your... worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I just, because I, I worked um, at the New York Post for quite a while um the end of 2005 to the beginning of 2012 and then worked at exo jane for a couple of years and right. so most of my life i've worked in offices where okay. my own anxiety can be kind of mediated by the occasional social distraction and interaction right i've worked largely at home freelance doing different things since 2015 okay um and been uh living with uh, my husband, uh, Pat Dixon, since stand up comic, who I've worked comic, with, yes, yes. and um, uh, since 2015. Okay, and we obviously chat, have but a, it's a have, studio have a apartment. You just yeah, said. yeah, and yeah. You're but, working from there. Is he working from home? Yeah. Or is he on the road? Yeah, no, he's working for me. I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, he goes on the road, but like we're mostly we're, we're mostly staring at each other, sitting on top of each other, trying to. This write is our words. setup right here with yes. the two. That's oh, that's computers great. that face each other like cubicles. Yeah, and then we we do we talk about Star Trek Discovery over there in the kitchen sometimes. That's the water cooler. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so so I um, so I find that binge watching. A show like these people become my friends, right? So all these doctors are my very good friends, <laughs> and like you know, Pat will come through, and I'll just be like, you know, the things are going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the uh, the the charming, flirty uh, brunette. She just died in a helicopter accident. Oh. And I'll be like, okay, you know, like I'll give him the kind of, um, right. which that is not, that that did not happen. So that was a good mystery. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. If that anyone, is not a spoiler if anyone yeah. hasn't seen this show yeah. Yeah. from 1994. <laughs> uh, so is your, is it set up kind of like this where, the, where you're watching it on TV or are you watching it on your laptop with headphones adjacent? Okay, well, so, yeah, so I have the Bose headphones that hook into the, I have a, 
big ass TV about that size um, right. on the wall. And then what I did was I spent like thousands of dollars <laughs> using handyman from TaskRabbit uh-huh. um, to convert the apartment into a fake, you know, semblance of privacy type living workspace so there is um the the ceilings are probably a little taller than yours uh quite tall ceilings and so i have floor to ceiling kind of soundproof uh curtains oh you were trying to you you want to soundproof it so that you can work in well so what it is is that like we have so we have a code we say We've come up with this. Not a lot of people live by a code. Just repo men. Oh, we have and you guys. We have many codes. Many codes. So the code that we have finally decided that really works is we say to each other, "Silence on." And okay. When you, and when you say "silence on," it means leave me the fuck alone. And then, Fair enough. and then you don't have to have a big conversation about it. No, no. Andy and I have such a thing. It's called "I'm going under." That's our code. Perfect. And yeah. And then we put the headphones on. And uh, there's there's very little to no chitter chat. Yeah, it better you don't be important. have to. Everyone gets it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, so he'll close uh, the drapes on where uh, his working space is, and then I I've always worked from my bed, and so oh, I just sit. you sit on your bed. Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. When I when I finally cashed this last book deposit or book book uh, advance money, I may buy a Murphy bed so that I can, <laughs> you know, optimize the right. space even a little bit more. Right. But yeah. I know somebody who has a Murphy bed and they kind of swear by it. I was like, do you make it and put it away every day? And they said <sighs> almost every day. Yeah. And so just cause it, 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 it's sort of like those, the people who have those lofts and then the, the, the desk is underneath the, the bunk bed part of it. And uh, so it's kind of like that. I mean, and if it's a studio, it's yeah. not very big. No, it's not. Wow. But it's uh, rent stabilized. Okay. And if anyone ever is looking for a Manhattan apartment. Yeah. And you uh, need a broker. Yeah, yeah. I have a great secret Manhattan broker. At Mandy Stat, you guys. S-T-A-D-T. Tweet at her. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like I, when I started paying rent for my apartment years ago, it was like about like $1,300 and that's in Chelsea. And right. they could charge, you know, I mean, people pay yeah, like $4,000. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. A friend of mine just uh, took the buyout. Uh, she, her, she had her grandmother's apartment yeah. up on eighty. Sixth and Amsterdam, so uh, and she owns a toy store on Eighty Fourth in Amsterdam. Oh wow! So, How um, fun! Yeah, and uh, so that she took the buyout that she's lived there since nineteen eighty eight. She's lived there uh, to buy a place up in the Bronx, and I was like, "You're giving you were you, know, you work a block and a half from work," and she's like, "I know," but uh, she got married. They have two dogs, <laughs> they have a cat, and she's like, "We have to." have more space yeah and so now they live up in the bronx and i think it's a two-bedroom and wow. it's very pretty that's great yeah that's great so she just has to take the a or the one or whatever the hell some sort of subway system and she bought it like she owns yeah it? yeah she bought it well so. she'll probably i mean the bronx I, 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 th- I think this is bandied about a lot and i've never actually fact-checked it but woody allen apparently made more money from real estate than his movies Right. And anyone – I lived in the uh, music critic for The Post for many years. He's, he left a couple years ago. Dan Aquilante bought a place, a building in Soho for oh, wow. a couple hundred thousand dollars and sold it for millions. Right. And I right. lived there for like a year, year well, or two. Well, you know, yeah. they say McDonald's, all of their profit is in real estate. Really? Yeah. Them and the Catholic Church own the most real estate in the, in the world. Huh. So – at land, you know what Lex Luthor said? They're not making any more of it. And, it's uh, true, it's, yeah. Uh, stocks may rise and fall. It's, so, like, it's like the imposed shortage that Bitcoin has to use implies. to mimic, mimic money. Yeah, Right. And uh, so here's my thing. So, did, so you started two months ago, three months ago, and just started watching ER. Nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. We're talking, are there... I don't even know the setup of an ER. It's an emergency okay. room. Well, There's can, doctors. Let, let me yes. preface this by saying that I was married from, uh, let's see, 2000 to 2005. 
and living in Chicago mm-hmm. and working at a medical school. Oh. And so for me, this is like, I but, never used to watch TV. Okay. I used to just, I don't know what I used to do. I was, right. you know, something else. married to like a musician and would go to, you know, uh, his shows and try and uh, promote his band and he would you know, yell at me for he didn't want to be promoted. I mean, it was just like the worst. <laughs> and I had no, I had no life. I right. had left. I had just, you know, given up on, on writing. What did you on do any in the my- medical? I was, so I had, uh, I went to journalism school, but then I got really kind of burned out and I left. Where'd you go to school? I went to Northwestern in Thank Chicago. You. Okay. And I interned at the Washington Post right when I graduated, which was like, Oh, I'm hot shit. And right. then I got a job at the Des Moines Register, which was like less so, a kind less of so. No, it's it's actually I mean, here here's why the Des Moines Register is good. When you when you are first starting out, like I worked with uh, Jeff Zeleny, who's now a big TV star. He was the Obama correspondent for the New York Times. Like the Des Moines Register papers like that are kind of starter papers and Fair then enough. if you do okay there, you then go on to the Chicago Tribune, the Baltimore Sun, and so it was great it's a in good that job. respect. It's a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good gateway. But what had happened was um, Gannett had bought it, uh, uh, Gannett, who owns USA Today. And so, you know, they're this Pulitzer Prize winning uh, newspaper with a, a, you know, a legacy of being influential because of the Iowa primary. And uh, when Gannett came in, you know, it was like, I mean, I, 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 I actually got chided for using a word with too many syllables one time. Wow. You know, just like total dumbing it down. Mm-hmm. And I just was – I was just such a dummy when I was 21. And I just – everything I did, I put my heart into. <laughs> and if there was any slight rejection of like a preposition or a comma – it right. was just like I was shattered, you know. The devastation of it all. Yeah, just you know. I, I, but here's here's the great thing though is you never fucking stopped. You were like, I'm devastated, but well, I guess did. what? I'm going to make a lateral move and I'm going to do this. Yeah, well, I mean, I did yeah. stop. I mean, a lot of people. I got a lot of shit for leaving newspapers mm-hmm. um, because I mean, I had not only worked there. I had uh, as part of Northwestern journalism training, you have to actually work at a a newspaper. So when the OJ trial was happening, I left Chicago and I was down in uh, Fort Lauderdale for the Sun Sentinel working there as part of my, so like I had other, and I interned at the Village Voice one summer. Oh, wow. And yeah, so I I had all this experience. And then what happened was- Did any of those internships pay? Yeah. Washington Washington Post was like, I think the equivalent of like 47 grand a year if you were to I mean they were highly paid it was the most competitive right it, it was a very it, and, it yeah, was, yeah. and it was crazy that I got because I heard I've heard I've like only someone heard about been, internships someone must have like you know died in a train accident and then I was they were just scrambling through fair enough and they were like this will be interesting let's see what happens mm-hmm. you know and yeah so yeah. I but any, anyway I got so burned out in uh Iowa and my whole identity was wrapped up in my first husband, my college boyfriend, and Uh, just, you know, yeah. and every conversation was, you know, him telling me, you know, why, what I thought was wrong. And I just like, you know, I loved that. Like, I just, I loved, (laughs) I loved parameters and being told, no, 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 you should think this, you know, and and so I, the unhappier I got in my job and, you know, the more like kind of needy and constantly at 3 a.m. driving from Des Moines to Chicago to see him, right. I got, I finally was just like, I'm going to see about a job outside of newspapers. And so I got a job working for Northwestern Medical School's alumni magazine. And so I did profiles of doctors and I did... Um, not so much press releases, but, you know, like little little newsletters, right, you know, right. and yeah, so that was my job. Right. And so you get to meet all those people, essentially, and meet all those like doctors. Like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of the the community that 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 is that's a different community. Totally but different it's, world. It's a totally different world, but closer to this world, closer to ER. Yes, yeah, yeah. Closer to the and actual so what, TV. So what I remember, I, I feel like, is when the show was on the air. I, to me, that was like my tenuous grasp 
at excitement and showbiz, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I also just never... I've gone from never watching TV. Like, I never watched Friends when it was on. I never... Because I was just, like, always trying to... No, I only saw it in reruns. But yeah. They, but what you said, when you said that these people were your friends... Yes. Like, Lost? Yeah. Uh, the Friends people were my friends. They were? Uh, yeah, because I moved here and I watched... <laughs> friends was on three times a day in, right. in syndication. Yeah. And so I didn't... I had an old junkie TV and a VH, you know, just yeah, a VCR. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would just be like, I have to... And I watched all of Friends. Yeah. And I would talk to my actual friends. I would have coffee with a friend of mine. And I would tell her what was happening with Rachel and, and Ross. And she was like, you know that's from like four years ago. And that's, I said, it's amazing though. That's me. Like I, That's why I was like, I got to do ER for this show because I have found a way to work into, you know, into conversations you know, just plot lines from, yeah, a yeah. 1996 <laughs> medical drama. And she's like, do you realize it's 2018? Right. You know, well, yeah. That's been resolved. But, but it was cool. At the, I mean, it was totally. Well, what's fascinating is also watching the first introduction of cell phones as a plot line. And, you know, everything goes oh haywire. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. What was, wait, what did they or do? Or Y2K, what the did references. They do? What did they do with well, the so cell phones? The, so the, or, or, or even just in terms of, like, uh, cul- cultural norms shifting. <laughs> yeah. The very first season, uh, heartthrob Noah Wiley <laughs> yes. is uh, realizing that there is a trans person he's, tweet- he's treating. He's totally weirded out. Sure. Referring, you know, she male, she male, she male. Mm-hmm. 94, then, man. Yeah. And then, you know, like. Everyone's doing their best to this cut, day. Cut to <laughs> and um, uh, the transgendered individual is on the roof jumping off of it and oh, right. dead. Right, right. You know? Oh, and dies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what that is? That's like those old lesbian plots where, like, we're going to talk about lesbians, but they're going to kill themselves at the end of it. So yeah. sorry. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so that, oh, my God. Someone needs to write a thesis and get their PhD because of it, because it's just fascinating to see they deal with lesbianism. They deal with um, – and I actually – I started binge-watching it because Ira Madison, who's a uh, columnist at the Daily Beast, and he just started a great podcast called Keep It on Crooked. And he, I just saw him tweet. He was like, oh, I'm going to start watching, you know, ER. And it's interesting <laughs> to see the way, because they were kind of progressive when it came to, not with the female thing, obviously, but with 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 race. And um, they, they any, dealt with any mention of, of trans people at all yeah. in 1994? It's sort of like Will and Grace. Yes. And then the, the introduction of any anybody who isn't just a straight white, you know, yeah. walking around. A uh, man or woman, yeah, who identifies exactly as a man or a woman from birth, right, uh, is a huge breakthrough in 1994. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I think on Friends, the mm-hmm. fact that Ross's uh, ex-wife was a lesbian was right. a huge fucking deal, right, right. And you're like, okay, and mm-hmm. then of course there was the series of like, well, we're gonna put gay people in everything, and now we're at the point where uh, 45-year-old white guys are sitting in writing rooms going, let's just make any two actresses make out. <laughs> Right now, right fucking now, and then fisting jokes, and then anything funny? No, still nothing. Make a make out again. Okay, okay. So scrap my um, real milkmen of outer queens idea from before, <laughs> and I'm gonna go with. I now have a new uh, TV pitch idea. Okay, um, you just got off fisting, the plane. <laughs> fisting and fluidity. Fisting, but maybe, maybe, or maybe, maybe fluidity and fistin. And then, well, so sexual fluidity. Okay. That's a big thing I've written about. Okay. Um, And then, you know, the fisting jokes. It's like a pitch sold. People, uh, I had a feature a couple of weeks ago uh, (laughs) who was selling a fisting t-shirt. What? Uh, Yeah, that was, uh, that was his merch. He said, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, the pokey thing where it's uh, two in your vagina and one in your butthole. Well, that's called the, the shocker. The shocker, yeah. and then but it was a fisting shocker. Is no, no, it was I mean, a yeah. shocker fisting joke mashup. And oh, I don't know a lot about that's actually all of this stuff. pretty. Hmm. You got to kind of give it up. I mean, well, that's like uh, wow. Well, I'm not saying it wasn't good writing. <laughs> I'm not saying that the guy yeah, wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was bringing it, and I'm not saying that he doesn't need gas money. 
because uh, he's featuring <laughs> in uh, in Glendale, Arizona. Yeah. So uh, God bless him mm-hmm. for making any amount of money. Do you at remember all. the joke? Because I mean, I'm really I don't. I don't. Yeah. His name's Kurt Fletcher. Okay, cool. So go look into Kurt Fletcher's. I work will. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's. I mean, because that's a, a really interesting. Uh, really. Yeah. What he's what, what What are you going for? What are you going for? <laughs> well, and, I'm just uh, trying to think about how physically it's possible. By the way, before ER, my last binge. Um, to provide me to, pro- to provide me friends. Yes. Yeah, was uh shameless, which I never saw. Yeah, and so see, and I also now I have this higher tolerance for if I don't like a show immediately, like I hated the first episode of The Americans, um and I really didn't like the first. I hate anything where it's just like Did you keep watching? Is that yeah, what you well, so about that's, to tell that's me? what I'm about to tell you <laughs> is that if something if something is critically acclaimed enough, yeah. Uh, and You'll not, and not, out? not because, well, yeah. Cause I just think, I, I, I just think maybe it gets better. I know that I've met people and I've been really off, made a terrible yeah. impression and, and, then? I, and I'm okay. I'm, I, I get better in season two, you know? <laughs> so like maybe shameless does too. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't like agents of shield. Uh, they're wrong. It's great. Uh, but you have to like super, super, uh, superhero stuff, which yeah, I do. See, uh, I, some people don't. I don't know that. That's why I was saying I think I, you know, might be evictable potentially from the dark forest because Ooh. I don't. Um, I've never been hooked into sort of traditional superhero stuff. Traditional dorkdoms. Yeah, yeah. that's it. there's over 600 episodes of the Dork Forest. Many of them have done a lot of sports ones. Yeah, I've done a lot of uh, uh, like traditionally cool kid things, right. and then. Uh, was it? It was Kathy Ladman. I asked Kathy Ladman if she'd come on the Dork Forest because she was talking about how much she loves to knit, and she oh. said, "But knitting isn't dorky; it's cool." And I said, "Nope, you're wrong. Pretty dorky. <laughs> yeah. Plus, your commitment to to knitting—that's a dorkdom, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, but anything, you know, it it can literally be anything. So, well, it's, I'm just uh, like I would love to. I love to get into things. You know, I, I just I I, you like I don't to know. Commit? Yeah, like like with my <laughs> yeah, my, my first heart. husband. Yeah, yes. like I like to I like to just feel like I'm being given direction, so I don't have to find it myself. Right. You know, and and I love that feeling when something makes you feel alive and excited. You mm-hmm. know, um, but also with boundaries. I, but, but, but you're with like a lot of boundaries. <laughs> but a lot of a lot, a lot of, of direction. Because someone who watches that many episodes of ER mm-hmm. in the span that I did, they have good boundaries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, here's of where- time and personal. But so I want to have that moment, that epiphany that happens where you get really into uh, superhero shit, and like I, I feel like I haven't watched the right thing. Right. I don't know. Uh, I am married to a game designer. And so uh, I've always been sort of a traditional sci-fi. It's been more of a Star Trek. Uh, I enjoy Star Wars as well, but I'm more of a Star Trek person. Yeah. So I've always been sort of a sci-fi nerd anyway, and a big reader of, Mm -hmm. of all the different crap pulp novels. Yeah. Pulp being not the correct term, I'm told. Yes, Todd Mason. I get it. He's a listener. Anyway. It's and, uh, not the correct term? No. Uh, there's more to it than okay. the way I use it. I tend to use it. I tend to think of it as... Um, kind of commercial? The books that I bought at Kmart as a child. Oh, and when right. I say bought, I mean shoplifted. Oh, cool. Uh, I had a library uh, fine that I could not uh, pay off. Oh, wow. And so I started stealing books from Kmart. Wow. And uh, it turns out what you read drops yeah. precipitously when all you're reading is everything you could fit into your back pocket. Wow. Uh, I've read all the Louis L'Amour novels, uh, which are westerns. Okay. I've read a lot of mercenary uh, 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 African merc books mm-hmm. uh, because, because oh, those because were available. Oh, because of what you yeah. – yes. I've read so – how does, how does uh, Westworld – fit into Oh Westworld, that. a yeah. show I've not here's uh here's another thing. You don't know me, Mandy Stat Miller. And by the way, it's at Mandy Stat. Yeah. So uh T. That's right. And the book Unwifable is hilarious. So yeah, go to unwifablebook.com. There you go. And uh Thanks. so sure. What the heck? It's the middle of the show. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And uh but the the what was the question? 
Oh, Westworld. Where, oh, does, Westworld. where does it fit into? Well, Westworld is is dystopian future science fiction, right? right. It's like Blade and, Runner, right? Yeah. But Star Wars is just a western in space, anyway. Right, right. So Westworld is just a western western in space, but also in space. Okay. okay. So I mean, like it's super redundant, right? What I um, there's a my father once said he saw me reading uh, dystopian. No, he said, "What are you reading?" And I said, "It's a science fiction book about a dystopian future." And he mm-hmm. goes, "Have you looked around?" And this was—we're in it, babe. Yeah, where uh, did he call you, babe? He, he doesn't. Okay. He's, uh, he's, uh, he does call me honey. He's the only one who's allowed, <laughs> and uh, the yeah. uh, uh, mostly because I'm the youngest of six. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And he's cool. my dad. So, uh, but the uh, uh, he's—and this was—he probably said it to me in 1990. Mm-hmm. He said, "Have you looked around? We live in a dystopian." present right. uh, it's the future is going to be just like now you're right. going to drive a five-year-old car mm-hmm. and every day you're going to look for work don't sweat it right. and uh and he is not wrong mm-hmm. and because my father is right 85 percent of the time and then 15 percent of the time he's handed you a monkey's paw oh, uh, which is uh, a cursed cursed monkey's paw i like that you think in percentages because i find that works very well as um a guidance oh, stick of sorts in life i do think in percentages yeah, weirdly so do I, enough. yeah yeah I was good at math. That's the dorkiest thing about me. Oh, interesting. I got. So, I got. I say this in the book. Yeah. So this. Is, I. This is how um, desperate I am to get this fact out there. Yeah, yeah. I got. <laughs> I got. I got. I got a five on the calculus AP when I was fifteen. Still the most impressive thing I've ever uh, that's done. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just never did math again. I actually wow. sat there trying to write like stand-up jokes. Yeah. But never once thought I could ever do stand-up comedy or anything like that until years and years and years later. Uh, but yeah, when I was supposed to be taking, because there's calculus AB and then calculus BC, right. and there were only two kids who had already passed AB. It was me and my friend Sarah, and we would set, and I, and, I, and I wrote the joke, I'm having car trouble. Trouble is I don't have a car. And then I found out that Sinbad had that joke. Right. So I don't know, like, if word uh, from the calculus class got <laughs> out to him or what. Uh, could have just been a parallel uh, thinking because it's wordplay. It's, I uh, don't you're know. like, nope. Yeah, no, mine. No, yeah. Mine. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but so I never, I just fucked around and I never did math again. But I do think that that is how my brain Are works. you drawn to math sometimes where you're like, I kind of would like to see if I'm still good at it? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, yes. I, yeah. I just, I, I just because I like, have the same. I, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Well, I just, I feel like it's a, you know, it's like a motor scooter that provided the best time of your life. That you know is so dinged up and the engine doesn't work anymore. But you keep it around. That it's like an embarrassment. Yeah, I, and you, but yeah, but you haven't thrown it out. I yet. I have a Mac Classic in the garage. Oh, you it's do. Got That's two cool. megs of RAM. Nice. And uh, I don't know what I'm saving it for, except for that it has a video game on it. That oh, I, really I think that's great. Definitely save it, yeah. They, uh, they turn them into uh, – There's you can go online and, and they've turned them into uh, aquariums. So you could take and they could repurpose it, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Right. As of right now, there's room in the garage. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, but the, you know, I have the, I, I took Latin. I was not good at it. I've Uh, never taken that. uh, I took four years of Latin in high school. Yeah. And then I took uh, a semester because I was trying to get uh, retro credits in college, but my brother Russ signed me up for fifth semester Latin so that I would get all of my, my language requirements out of the way. Yeah. If I got a B or better mm-hmm. in Latin, fifth semester Latin at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, uh, guess what? That's a great school. Uh, nope. Uh, I went and told my Latin teacher in high school that I was taking fifth semester Latin. Literally, she said to me, you're not good at Latin, Jackie. Really? And uh, I was like, fair enough. I got a C. And I think I got a C because I'm a good sport. And, uh, uh-huh. and I, uh, I was willing to do all the homework. Not well, huh. but I did it all. But you did it, yeah. 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 That's like how I got a letter in track. Um, oh, you showed I got, up? I, yeah, I got the pity letter. I think they even <laughs> announced that at the awards, you know. Fuck. It's just like, she keeps coming. She she keeps showing up, you guys. Let's give her a letter. Yeah, That's great. Let's, maybe she'll stop coming. Track? Did you run? I did a shot put and high jump. There. And Ooh. High jump is kind of cool. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't that's good. The, I've that, never, I've you never ran, been good at sports. You plant yourself and then you try to go up backwards yeah. over, the, over the bar. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. That is really cool. Yeah. I just, I hate being bad at things. Yeah. And I've always been bad at sports. Well, so. and, and I'm 6'2, so I get asked about sports five times every, every day. Yeah. 
yeah. since you were tiny. Yeah. Since you were six one. I'm sure. <laughs> Which I was at Did like you? five. Right. Yeah. You're like, so. are you going to play basketball? <laughs> Why don't you shut it? Yeah. And uh, so, because yeah. it's, in addition to being tall, you also have to have the motor skills and. Yeah, you kind of need to have a certain level of um, connection to your body yeah. and personal confidence. Mm-hmm. Two things I never had until a lot later on in life. Right. So now I'd probably be amazing. I should try out now for like my high school basketball team. You would be amazing <laughs> in your high school basketball team. Less bendy. Because uh, uh, I remember my 40s. It was great. Yeah. Uh, so so who were your favorite characters in uh, ER? I'm going to bring it back. I'm not a Yeah, it. No, no. I appreciate it. Um, so I would say that... Um, Probably the woman who plays Abby, who is um, totally blanking on her name now. She's in The Affair. Um, do you watch The Affair on Showtime? No. Um, I should know her name, but... Uh, it is I, a Juliana. Hate... No, no. So she replaced <laughs> Juliana. She oh, okay. was brought in, and she... Oh, wait. Was she a tiny black-haired lady? Uh, I feel kind like of. I, I feel like I feel like I have. Did to... she go into AA or something? Did yes. she have a drinking problem? Yes, that was the that was the arc I saw, like a six episode arc. Really? Maybe. Yes, yes. Where she was trying to get sober and then trying not, you know, yeah. there was trouble. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot of yeah. Time on the L train. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So she she I think was on more episodes than uh, Juliana, and I mean, which is you know just kind of crazy. Yeah. But she was really. I I I I mean I talked about her like I would talk shit about a friend to Pat. Yeah. Where I would just be like, I hate these shows where it's just like the girl who's kind of cute and then she just is like kind of mouthy and she's supposed to be just hilarious and she's right. not funny. Okay. And then <laughs> there was this episode where some girl was being mean to her on on the train. <laughs> And uh, needed help, and then after she looked at it, looked at her broken ankle, she said, "Yeah, your ankle is broken, and you're a bitch." Mm-hmm. And like I laughed, yeah, yeah, it was like a stupid, you know. And I was like, <laughs> you like, know, what? I was like, I like Abby, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just as I would have if I would have just gone out with pals, <laughs> and you know, and the they would have done you something. Out. Yes, yes, you're yes. like, I don't like her, I don't like her, I don't like. Yeah, no, she's kind of funny. Actually. I came around, <laughs> yeah, I just totally came around to her. Uh, that's she, kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's she's. I don't know. Did they end up living together? Her and the tiny, skinny, pale guy. Who who was her boyfriend who well, liked okay, her forever? So she was with initially Noah Wiley. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. First she was with um the hot Croatian character who was kind of brought in to replace Clooney. Okay. They always kind of just had like Oh, did you know, he have an Clo- accent? Yes. They, oh, always, yes. they always had Clooney Light. His name oh. is Kovac. And was he Luka constantly Kovac. talking about Sarajevo and the and the the sure. dis, the dissolving of Yugoslavia? Well, just he, you know. I wrote a joke about the dissolving of Yugoslavia, which <laughs> is the only reason I remember it, and it didn't work. Okay, and it was essentially it was about Yugoslavia, and it started working after Yugoslavia dis- dissolved. <laughs> and I insisted on doing it for years after that, anyway, because fuck you, it took me three years to get that down to a forty-seven second joke about the mall of america that's great anyway, so that's great but so that was that that's who she went out with first yeah that's who she was with first and he said something to her when he was kind of drunk one night uh and it was something my first husband said to me and i just dun, it kind of bothered me that it wasn't made more of a big deal he yeah. said you know you're not even that pretty and what my ex-husband had said to me was he said you're uh not smart you're not funny uh you're not pretty and you're not a good writer um this guy's a catch yeah he's all right uh, he was i mean i was a nightmare like so i i don't uh, well i don't i think i think we're both we don't have to vilify him but i'm just yeah 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 i just i think we're both on the spectrum you know of various mental disorders and (laughs) it just was a bad intersection bad intersection yeah yeah yeah. that graph needs to be redrawn and so it came to pass totally xy axis yeah Yeah. see now i'm all right getting all pumped about math yeah exactly yeah so yeah so so anyway so he said that to abby yeah and it was just like it was never kind of referenced again and it made me think a little bit about you know something 
that has been pointed out to me about my fighting style, which is that I am able to whip out a long catalog of every grievance that I have against you over time. And so like when Pat oh, and you I, gotta, yeah. So when Pat and I fight, it's like, I will, you got bring, a notepad of resentments in the back of your brain. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. That's a, that's, yeah, I that's actually, a juggling while, skill. While that, I uh, was writing the book. Yeah. I just was so, it was like my body was turning like gray <laughs> from just toxic rage and resentment. And Pat was like, both Pat and I are sober. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I think you should like try and do your fourth step. Right. The first time I tried to do it, my sponsor went back to drinking and just like the whole thing didn't work. <laughs> well, you, know? I, uh, you don't have to take that. That doesn't have to be your fault. If your sponsor oh, it's not my fault. Oh, oh no, sure I had nothing oh, to do with it. I'm just, <laughs> right. I'm, 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 I'm oh, saying, it was just, it was, I'm it was saying truncated. that is my yeah. way okay. out of the fact that I'm seven years sober and I still haven't, I mean, I kind of now have done my fourth step because I did stop writing the book and did it. And I, in like, I think 40 minutes, the had, book sounds like your fourth step had written out, 300 resentments like, yeah the book i mean but but like um but then tightened up and made funny yes yes i mean the thing is 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 i think people the fourth <laughs> step uh for those people who don't know uh we are all uh buried in 12-step programs yeah, in the world in so LA, yeah. the fourth step is uh the one where you take an inventory right of your resentments and there's several columns and you have to look at your part in it so right you have it's to like what happened at- so even if someone like what they did to you and yeah. what your part in it, even yeah. sort of like a 50 50 kind of car accident type of thing, yes. the car accident wouldn't have happened if your car wouldn't have been there, even if it's not your fault at all. Mm-hmm. So if that's the smallest thing that you're that, that you can take re- responsibility yeah. for, yeah. start there. Yeah, well, what and is. I love the one um, that's in the column self pity. Um, like self-pity, oh, self-seeking right. status. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm very good at self-pity, too. So Right. Um, There's an arrogant victimhood that's uh, that's that's all over. Oh, uh, yeah. That people are like, I'm the victim, and it's your fault. And I'm like, wait a minute. Regroup. Yeah, separate get, those like, two things you out. Get, like, you can do it. You being a victim. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but yeah. So it doesn't I, mean bad things didn't happen to you, by the way. So, oh, of You're course yes. not. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Definitely. Yeah, no, no. It's not, it's not a... Um, but you have to process it. It's yeah. just... Well, it, it's kind of almost like a selfish thing to do because it allows you to get past it. But anyway, but, I, but, but so it's interesting to notice... How my friend Abby yes, dealt friend with. <laughs> How did your friend Abby deal with it? <laughs> I can't think of her real life name. Oh, Maura Tierney. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Maura Tierney. Excellent. So she, she, that, that it was never, that she didn't then bring up that shitty thing he said to her. 25 oh. more times. Right, right. Every over time. the next seven years. Yes. Which I would have done. Yeah. Like you have that in your arsenal. Did you say that? Yes, I guess you did. Bam. Right back at you. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. So, wow. uh, but yeah. So then after that, she dates uh, Noah Wiley when they are, they have sex in the hospital because they have been sequestered because of uh, quarantine what seems like yeah quarantine because what they think is why have a hospital why have a hospital episode and no quarantine that would be leaving a gun on the table right there yeah it's uh the great thing about i mean er should just be called like unluckiest hospital (laughs) ever because at a certain point yes and you have to look up this specific uh scene on youtube like i am gonna tweet this there's a guy (laughs) there's a guy who is um you know the uh crotchety uh racist sexist oh the admin guy um no he's not an admin guy he is uh he's an amazing surgeon okay um house yeah, yeah, yeah. House, but even more... Not likable at all? Yeah, not really likable except in, you know, moments where someone is, like, seeing just how kind of lonely and miserable he is or whatever. But this dude gets his fucking arm chopped off by a helicopter, a trauma helicopter, landing on the roof, and he's fighting about something, and he's, like, lifting his arm, and you see the fucking arm come off. Huge ratings for ER, right? You know? But okay, so at the po- the, the moment when it, you know, I hate the term "jump the shark," but like, yeah, the, the moment uh, 
where they kill the dude off. Uh-huh. Um, Dr. Romano is his name. The moment when they kill Dr. Romano off is when a uh, a helicopter, some part of it gets like kind of uh, go, goes uh, hanky. I don't know if it's some, um, you know, a, a rope or I don't know how helicopters work. Right. But like it just starts, <laughs> right. it just starts going haywire. Okay. And uh, you see Romano having, you know, just real anxiety. And then they even do like a cut to flashback of his arm being sliced off. And you see he's having a hard time. He yeah. goes outside to kind of calm down. Meanwhile, the helicopter starts going haywire. He looks up. He sees that the helicopter is is falling, and he mm-hmm. says, "No!" And he dies getting crushed by a helicopter. So that Wait, happens. Those in are ER. two different scenes. He has his arm chopped yeah, off yeah, that's by one a helicopter. Episode. Yeah, and then, and then uh, later, later he's crushed by a helicopter. That's that's right. Yeah, that's that it's might a, be sloppy writing. It's well. Uh, I, I mean, what I was saying. <laughs> what I was saying to Pat was that like. I think they were just like high in the writer's room. Yeah. Because that's something that like I would kind of laugh my ass off if I was. That's insane. It's so insane. And then the only way they address it, they don't find him under the helicopter, nothing like that, Mm -hmm. is that one of the doctors says, that guy must have done something bad to a helicopter in his past life. (laughs) Oh, no. That's the only. And then he screams at the sky, no, like Wolverine. Yeah. Not okay. Not okay. Oh, by the way, uh, that uh, arm getting chopped off, that's uh, that maybe you'll like Dr. Strange because that's his origin story is his hands get all fucked up. Oh, that's cool. Uh, If his arm had gotten chopped off, he would have to have gone to get a mystical arm so that then he could just uh, operate with his mystical arm. I am very fascinated by uh, prosthetics and orthotics and the myoelectric arm and the way that the brain connects to the nerve. It is really interesting. There's also – I have to tell you some of the guest stars though. Okay. 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 So there's an episode where uh, James Woods plays a – uh, Stephen Hawking type character. Okay. Um, there's if you ever watched Breaking Bad. Um, I saw the first season and then I was like, this isn't going to end well. There's oh, it's like one of my top two favorite. <laughs> Everybody, shows. I'm not saying it's well done. Oh, no, I just I, know. I never saw Godfather two because I saw the end of Godfather one and I was like, oh, these people are never going to. This is never going to. So end you well. watch things only when you think it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is so. That is like I'm adorable. Is, yes. Uh, well, I mean, that, that's, that's why like, I love super. It makes stuff. me want to just like like hug you. you know? Right. I'm enormously huggable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really this sweet. is. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, I was really good with the troops over overseas. I I hugged every every single one of oh, those awesome. those young men. Yeah. In, uh, in Iraq. So, so, so Breaking so, Bad yes. has um, a couple Which iconic guy? characters. So Jesse. Oh, the kid. Um, he is on there, and he is like. Uh, Plays a stoner, of course, but he looks so young, and he's definitely one of those people who got more attractive as he aged, right? Because he has like real kind of tweezed, skinny, eye- like he just looks like a piece of shit, you know, like <laughs> like a uh, meth head, yes, but like yeah. fifteen, yeah, yeah. And then also the woman who plays Marie, uh, okay, she is on there, and she hilariously enough is uh, taking crystal meth. As a mom trying to get things done, <laughs> which is just like that made my week when Who, that like which no one was, was Marie? It, no one was that excited when I was like, you guys, guess <laughs> who? And whenever I realize one of these things, I go into Twitter and I right. search the terms because I'm like, someone out there has to have come to the same realization as me. Oh, yeah. And I need to know someone else is excited about You're this. never alone. You're never no alone. One, no, uh, <laughs> the people around me don't understand what I care about. Which one was Marie? Uh, was Marie she wa- was the- Skylar's sister who okay. was just a very well-drawn She married drawn to the DEA? Character. Or- yeah. Okay. Yeah. She just was hilarious, <laughs> like, in terms of just, you know, yeah. the sister who's constantly fucking needling right you know and right just very well done did yeah. you ever watch deadwood no i uh I, I i tried i tried with that and with um oz okay and i just kind of orange uh, is the new black did yeah, you try yeah, that I love one that. Yeah, okay no, i've seen all of orange is the new black yeah. oh like, fair enough. i like that yeah for okay. sure and weeds yeah and weeds uh, okay genji cohen or however you say it. oh yeah, yeah. yeah i haven't uh 
I haven't watched any of those, but oh, uh, okay. but I understand okay. that they're all incredibly well done. Yeah, they are. So, yeah, 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 yeah. They're so. good with the. Um, How about Westworld? Did you watch that? Yeah, love that. Yeah, that was in, that. That was supposed to be super intense, but yeah, really it's well wonderful. done. Wonderful. It's just um, it, that's like uh, a very fun. If you're at all interested in artificial intelligence and the idea of like the singularity and right. all of those concepts, yeah, yeah. which are just the most fun rabbit holes to go down. Right. Uh, that show deals with that really, really well. Did you ever try to watch the expanse? I've never even heard of that show. Oh, I think it's on sci-fi network or showtime. Oh, okay. And it's essentially a noir, uh, futuristic, uh, uh, noir, political, sociopolitical, whatever tv show and but it's like it's like humphrey bogart uh so that's what kind of but it's in space and it's actually really really good okay and um i mean i like and the science is, 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 is right is, is why Ca- i thought is casablanca is that noir yes yeah yeah, yeah. i like casablanca yeah i, I don't um it's kind of like that but whenever it's, i hear noir it kind of just makes me think like homework and hats it always makes me think about someone in a fedora homework and hats <laughs> wait there's a new reality show new show new reality show guys <laughs> hats and i want hats and homework to be uh, just for alliteration's sake for just for totally, kicks yeah and uh so i'm trying to think of some other spectacular uh yeah because abby stars. oh right yeah, yeah. So, and, and, by, and by the way, Abby, yes, Jan Stamos comes on at a certain point, of course. Is he a doctor at some point? He's an EMT, and then he becomes a doctor. <laughs> yeah. That- and he's the same, you know, TV trope as George Clooney, where he's, you know, just... Uh, yeah, a guy who just you know doesn't play well with others because he's trying to take care of the patients. Oh, is he a rebel? Yes, is uh, that's uh, very dirty, hairy of him. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to fire you because you're a rebel. Yeah, turns out, but you get things done. Did, and- did you watch um, House of Cards? No, no, no. I uh, yeah, we're living it. I'm good. Okay, I don't need yeah. To- well, yeah. so the first season there is. A- I heard that was amazing too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and. Um, Scandal, yeah, yeah. I'm not like a huge. I mean, it's I didn't fun. It's a little more. It's cartoonish lighter. Yeah. than uh, yeah. I mean, how's it crazy? Anyway, but there's um a wonderful character, uh, Zoe Barnes, who is basically a uh, sexually manipulative young uh, female uh, reporter who then kind of Wait has a, minute. a, has a rede- exactly yeah <laughs> kind of has unwifable a, yeah. book.com ladies and gentlemen yeah anyway, I, ro- so. I wrote i wrote a piece yeah. um called uh, 50 shades of zoe barnes <laughs> and Excellent. uh yeah and the producer of both house of cards and uh 50 Shades of Black, or 50, what is it? Gray. Gray. I can't yeah. believe it's a black. Interesting. Yeah, that's fine. Has cause... anyone taken that yet? Has anyone done that? Okay. Next up. Um, yeah, uh, Dana Brunetti, he, he, I sent it to him and he was like, oh, nice integration of my two biggest works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, but so she has a great, uh, she makes me very uncomfortable in ER because she is so conniving and aggressive in trying to just seduce John Stamos when John Stamos is committed to Linda Cardellini, who was in uh, Freaks and Geeks, most okay. famous as, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, um, that's, that's the other part is that, like, I know, I mean, I have uh, behaved poorly. Uh, historically, uh, uh, in life, and then, but watching the bad behavior on television, it's uncomfortable. Sometimes. It's monumentally uncomfortable. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm either that person or I know that person, and I don't, I don't like either of those two people. So I'm working on myself over here. So, but, but it, it doesn't mean that it isn't well done. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, there are sometimes you watch movies and and you're like, this is more stressful than my life why am i doing this to myself <laughs> right right yeah I've, I've, I've heard people say that about breaking bad i i loved it just you know i love anything that gives me new insight into the human condition and for me breaking bad really did it, that yeah in yeah in terms of the whole psychologically yeah it's a breakdown that's 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 kind of exceptional as far as and it's something i haven't seen you know from a from an angle of 
just shitty poverty and try and and what you're willing to do to get out of it kind of thing and then how it changes you if you're actually quite good at something that you never thought you'd be good at yeah. which was being a horrible person well in it, it also actually it's one of the best portrayals of and this isn't a popular thing to say but just um the burden of being a man who has all of his life faced the social expectations of masculinity because his masculinity is so completely eroded away. And when he has that first feeling of fuck it, he gets back his sense of, Self. Of, of power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like, the reason why I have empathy for that is, like, oh, God, I just did Jim and Sam, and they tweeted at me. I got about 100 tweets saying Who that I they? said, like, every other word. Oh, I saw and you I tweet. Said, I saw yeah, you I tweeted. Said, you're I said, like, I guess I said, like, too I, much. I, I, I said, you know, so so I, I feel like I need something to have, like, a Pavlovian kind of... <laughs> To stop saying exactly, like. yeah, yeah. I say, here's the thing all the time. Okay. Well, my father, uh, who I talk about in the book, is a uh, combat vet who was blinded and severely disfigured in Vietnam when he was 21, and he took two AK-47 rounds through the face, and he has a head injury that affects his personality, which I didn't realize until I took a neuroscience course when I was in my 20s. I just always thought my dad was impulsive. Did and he work? Impulsive and Did swears he a lot. Or? Yeah, yeah. He got his master's and yeah, he's not like stupid. He's a really smart guy. No, no. I, I just but thought he, it no, sounds no, like no, he no, was No, he, no. It's not debilitating. It's just... He's blind and he's always worked and he... Yeah, and he and he took two rounds in Vietnam. He did. Yeah. Well, and so so my my, I think because I grew up with this super alpha guy, you don't get a lot more alpha than oh two two bullets in the face. What else you got? What you did know, he? You what does he do? Or what did he do? He got a master's in counseling, and he. Does I mean he's retired now, but right. he did counseling for a lot of vets. For vets? That, vets love him because right. uh, he's you would, been, he's been in the shit. Yes, even though he was only there for a month, so you know. Well, that's why nice my dad, job, Dad. <laughs> you weren't good at it, were you? Oh, the most, you. The most yeah. awkward thing and a wonderful reflection of how fucked everything perpetually is in the world is that there's this wonderful insurance you get if you have any uh, connection to military, which mm-hmm. is USAA. They, mm-hmm. They're so great because they, they reimburse the ATM fees. So you never have to pay them. They, you know, oh, just, my bank does that. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yours so. does too? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, but you know, it's a yeah, lot, but of, it's, a but, lot but of great it's, benefits. Yes. Yeah. My dad didn't qualify because he was only there for a month. Oh. And I got it because You're of my first, uh, what's that? No. Well, oh, my, 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 my first husband had some military connection, so I married into it that way. Huh. And But I mean, I just, wow, what a reflection of just how everything is always fucked. Right, right. <laughs> There's very little justice. Yeah. Unless you insist, which uh, my father was uh, in the Marines. Oh, but, okay. uh, yeah. He, so the same as But my, not yeah. well. No, no, oh, not at all like that. Not at all like yours. Because uh, my father uh, essentially quit the Marines when he heard about Vietnam. He was like, really? Oh, yeah. See, my dad enrolled. Like, yeah. he didn't, he dropped You're out of enlisted. Santa Clara. Yeah. 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 Enrolled. You don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, he matriculated <laughs> into the army so that he could go to Vietnam. <laughs> my dad matriculated at Quezon. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. My dad was like, oh, no, there people are dying there. I got, I got, I got shit to do. And so my, I come from a long line of runners. Yeah. So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. And, uh, sure. Yeah. But, but, but so I, I, I feel like I've always seen with a very clear eyed the kind of expectations and burden sometimes that are well, put and, on. And, and the way, and the way some, some men take that, yeah. take it upon yeah. themselves and sort of just buy into what they've been sold. Sure. Yeah. They've, they've been sold this bill of goods and you're like, 
it's going to be okay, man. Yeah. Like I have four brothers and a dad and, uh, Oh my goodness. They are Gracious. a variety of different kinds are of men. Uh, my mother was. Oh, and, okay. uh, and, uh, as my sister likes to say, you know, the condom was invented in the 1700s. Huh. Uh, and then I someone said, that. you, uh, you wouldn't have been born if you, if your mom and dad would have used a condom. She said, no, no, I would have been born. I would have been a Rockefeller. Like I was supposed to be born. Oh, uh, wow. No bless oblige. It would have all worked out. I've had now work myself up from the shithole. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and she's doing fine anyway. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, no. So, I mean the variety of, yeah, it's whatever we've digressed into yeah, something else. Sorry about but that. let's bring it back to ER. Well, first of all, yeah. let's do this. Unwifablebook.com. Mandy Statmiller at Mandy Stat, M A N D Y S T A D T. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so it, how many episodes were you watching a day? Five? Well, there was, I mean, that's 13 seasons yeah, or I mean, whatever. There, th- there were to- days where I could watch like 10 in a row. Yeah. If I was cleaning, I just <laughs> right. don't like to. I don't like to be. A, yeah, I don't like to be alone with my brain. Essentially, oh, yeah. And so to me, it's like I never did get whether or not yeah. you were. What? Was Pat? Did Pat have to watch this? Well, or did you he have will say on? he will say? Uh, could you do the headphones? Okay. Other times, he's a very enjoyable person to watch TV with because he can he's just hilarious. constantly. Yeah, yes. he can just constantly cut everything down right the riffing yeah yeah yeah. so sometimes it's like the shittier something is just the more fun it is to watch with pat like if if you ever have a gun to your head and you have to watch the bachelor Mm -hmm. watch it with pat dixon because i would only watch it uh, with a gun to my head and with (laughs) pat dixon so (laughs) uh hey we are at an hour by the way oh great thanks so much so much Fun. I, I I feel like I didn't do ER justice. And uh, another, it's uh, you've. I think you've whetted the appetite of those who might want to go out and. It's on Hulu. Well, it's well, all there. It's all there. Yeah. Okay. So, the other just kind of pitch I want to make for people doing a rewatch of it. Yep. Is that it makes you feel better about whatever thing you've done that is wrong or bad. <laughs> Because you don't have smallpox. Right. You haven't been crushed by a helicopter (laughs) after getting your fucking arm (laughs) chopped off by one. You know? Right. There's any It really genuinely makes you feel better. Excellent. It puts things in perspective. Anyway. I love that. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Uh, you now know some things about ER. Yeah. I certainly know more than I cert- that I did before. <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for listening, Rangers. Uh, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?